0: You're tuned in to Against Principalities and Powers, where we examine the conditions, the situations, and the events taking place in the world around us, all through the lens of scripture. Now, in this episode, we're going to discuss apostasy. Now, the Lord tells us in the book of 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, first verse, he says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils now to depart from the faith is called apostasy. Apostasy means to turn away, to depart from a belief and a practice. So when the Lord speaks of apostasy, he's speaking of those who have turned away from him and no longer follow his commandments, choosing instead to live according to the works of the flesh. Now, the works of the flesh are described in the book of Galatians, the fifth chapter, verses 19 through 21, which reads, Now, the works of the flesh are playing fornication, impurity, licitousness, which is indulgence in sensual pleasure, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, which is a deep-seated hatred, strife, jealousy, anger, selfishness, dissension, which is having an argumentative spirit, party spirit, envy, drunkenness, carousing, which is just drunken merrymaking, and the like. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So, God is telling us that in the latter times, which are the times we're in today, the there will be those that will commit apostasy by turning away from the gospel and doctrine of Jesus Christ and instead turn to the works of the flesh now with this in mind consider the condition of our world today think about all the corruption that's taking place in our governments in our corporations and even in the church itself think about all the manifestations of greed and violence and murder and lies and the like in our society today not to mention how dangerous life has become now this is true not only for adults it's true even for children as even recently children have been gunned down in school now in addition to all of this our society has become a place where sexual immorality and permissiveness runs rampant we see and hear it each and every day so what's the source of all of this well at its very base root it's sin sin in the form of apostasy that is a complete departure from Jesus Christ in the word of God. Now these corruptions even exist as we just stated earlier in so many and so many houses of the Lord. And please note something, a person can commit apostasy yet still attend church. Now this is true, not only of lay persons, it is also true of ministers as well. So ministers can be in a condition of apostasy and still show up at church, and go through all of the duties and responsibilities of a minister. Now, the Lord tells us this in the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter, verses 4 through 5. He says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed, that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many." And in the book of Second Corinthians, the 11th chapter, verses 12 through 15, which tells us, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness." whose end shall be according to their works. Now the Lord warns us in the book of 2 Peter, the second chapter, first verse, it reads, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Now given this, It should be of no great surprise that many of the churches today look and operate just like the corrupt world they were supposed to help people come out of by developing a sound relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, we need only consider the fact that a recent survey revealed that more than 60% of those in the church now go along with same-sex marriage. This is in light of the fact that such a practice is an abomination to God. And you'll find that if you read the first chapter of the book of Romans. That way you can prove it to yourself that this is what God said, that LGBTQ is an abomination to him. Now, these false ministers shall be so effective at their deception that many will be deceived to the point of desiring false doctrine instead of the truth. Now, the Lord makes this point in the book of Second Timothy, the fourth chapter, verses three through four, where he says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned on to fables. Now, you want proof of this? Go visit churches where the pastors preach prosperity, and self-help, and feel-good, politically correct messages. Compare those churches to those whose pastor preaches messages that convict the heart, messages where scripture clearly points out the evil and wickedness of the ways and thoughts of the world. You'll find that the congregations are much larger among the churches that preach non-convicting prosperity pep talks than those that preach and teach the unfiltered word of God. Now, how does this impact us today? Well, that's simple. Now we have to be wary of most everyone we come in contact with. There was a time when we could leave our front door unlocked and not worry about intruders. Would you do that in this day and time? We find ourselves battling depression and despair, anxiety and the like as we try to live a decent life in this perilous world. And many of us feel that we need such things as drugs, legal or illegal drugs, and alcohol and pornography, etc. in order to cope. Now, how do we effectively combat all of this? Well, we do it through having a sound relationship with Jesus Christ and we prayerfully study the word of god now please note having an academic knowledge of the word of god is not the same as having an understanding of the word of god that is anyone can remember dates times and events and even tie them all together in a logical way however to understand the true meaning of it all one must have jesus christ as their lord and savior you see. The Bible is a spiritually discerned book. Now, this point is established in the book of 1 Corinthians 2nd chapter, verses 14, which says, The unspiritual man does not receive the gifts of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. And the Holy Spirit can only be obtained through Jesus Christ the Lord. Lord Jesus tells us in the book of John, the 14th chapter, 6th verse, it reads, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So, through a sound, and that means healthy, relationship with Jesus Christ, we obtain a godly understanding of God's word by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now the Lord tells us of the power of his word in the book of Hebrews, the fourth chapter, twelfth verse, which reads, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You see, it's through Jesus Christ in the prayerful study of the Word of God that we can discern apostasy among ministers, among church members, and discern wrong doctrine. And even more importantly, the Holy Spirit in studying the Word of God will help us to detect if we ourselves are traveling down a path to apostasy. See, it's through Jesus Christ in the Word of God that we are guided So that we not only live a godly life in Jesus Christ, we can do so with a joy in our heart and a peace in our minds that cannot be taken away by anything nor anyone of this world, regardless of whatever is happening in the world around us. And not only that, we add to our joy through our hope in Jesus Christ, which means that we have an inheritance to look forward to. It's this joy and peace and hope in Jesus Christ that gives us the strength, the courage, and boldness to endure the foolishness of this world. Now we'll close this presentation with what the Lord tells us in the book of John, the 16th chapter, 33rd verse, which reads These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace in the world ye shall have tribulation but be of good cheer i have overcome the world now we pray that this message has been a blessing to you and we thank you for joining us on against principalities and powers as we continue to examine the events and circumstances and conditions of the world around us all through the lens of scripture so thank you for joining us Till next time, be blessed and be informed. Amen.